Hey, listeners, this is Brett Hespel of the Porter Pridecast. Just wanted to thank you for joining the show, but we also want to make sure you follow along. So here's uh, our other host, Adam DeCare. We'll talk about where you can follow us. Yeah, again, uh, thanks for, for logging in, listen, giving us a listen. Uh, make sure to follow us on all your social media needs on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Porter Pridecast for both. So give us a like. Give us a retweet, spread the word, tell all your friends, tell all your followers, like both those accounts and keep on coming back. And you can get the show, you can get our podcast wherever you find your podcasts. And you could also check out Porter Pridecast TV on YouTube. Just search Porter Pridecast on both and you'll be able to come up with them. Um, so make sure you uh, uh, subscribe to both of those channels so you can get all the episodes when they come out. Don't forget to, uh, to leave us those reviews, preferably five stars, and keep, uh, keep spreading the word. Go Porters. Go Porters. Welcome to the Porter Podcast. We're back. Episode 13. A little bit of a delay here, but we had parent-teacher conferences last week, so it was a little bit different week at Lockport High School. We are back with episode 13 on the top-rated, most-listened-to podcast in the Lockport Township High School 205 listening area. You're in the right place. I'm Brett Hespel, Lockport High School, joined with my other co-host, Adam DeCare. What's going on, Coach DeCare? How are you? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing good. It's good to be uh, back to normal here, getting back on track with our recording. You know, I had to take care of some some school business, like you said, but uh, back where we belong here with, with lucky number 13. Good episode coming up. Yeah, so episode 13. The first 12 have been, uh, well, our, our, our listeners on Apple Podcasts and Spotify have been growing like crazy. So if you're not listening to us yet on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, go check it out. That audience is just blowing up. And we still have Porter Podcast. TV on YouTube where you can see our beautiful faces while listening to us. What can, what I think that's why the po- I think that's why the podcast numbers are going up. Now people don't have to, uh, they don't have to watch us anymore. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, lots of great stuff going on around Lockport. Uh, we just mentioned, we just had successful parent teacher conferences, even though they were virtual. Um, we had our golf team has been doing great. They just had their sectional uh, performances and regionals. Um, our fall seasons are winding down for boys and girls cross country, swimming, girls swimming, and, and girls tennis. And hopefully we get some winter sports starting up here in November. Uh, we're recording this in the middle of October, so hopefully the, the winter sports start up. I know I personally hope winter sports start up. Um, so lots of good stuff going on. Uh, lots of great things happening in Lockport. Students are coming back uh, hybrid. Uh, full hybrid here for the net for the time being coming up here in a few days. So lots of great stuff going on. But before we get into any of that, we're going to take a break from our usual routine because we did have some sad news uh, recently from our Lockport High School family. Uh, we lost a friend, a fellow staff member, Mr. Joseph Lewandowski, who taught PE at Central Campus and was the boys' water polo coach, head coach. He passed away a couple weeks ago. So it's been a little bit of a, a sad time around here. 
And we wanted to take episode 13 to uh, dedicate in memory to Joe Lewandowski. So that's what we're going to do here. We're going to talk about him. We're going to bring on some, some people that are, have been close to him and were impacted by him and know him well, just to share some of the great thoughts and memories that have been coming up in uh, response to his loss. So, Coach DeCare, I'll uh, let you get started. Uh, share any thoughts you have about Coach Lewandowski. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously a huge loss to the, uh, the Lockport family. It's never easy. You know, losing losing someone, uh, especially somebody like like Coach Lou. Uh, I mean, his personality. I don't think there's there's a person that you could ask about Coach that uh, wouldn't start with a smile or or just laugh. You know, because that's exactly what you would do anytime you anytime you talk to him or spend any time with him. I mean, I had cafeteria supervision with him last year, and the amount of laughs that we had um, and just great stories. You know, is, uh, is some great memories, and I think. You know, I'm really excited to hear from uh, some of our guests just as examples of how impactful he was, you know, with his players, with his students, with his, his friends, his family, and, uh, you know, his staff members here at, at Lockport, like you mentioned, a huge family. So I'm um, really looking forward to, you know, tributing, you know, Coach Lou, because I know that's what he would want us to uh, remember all the, the great things and all the the smiles and laughs uh, that, uh, that are associated with, with Lou. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot, and it's been fun to hear some of the stories. But I'll share one. Uh, being the head boys basketball coach, um, Lou and I got kind of got to know each other really well when I was early in my career. This was around 2013 or so. The boys' water polo team had just finished in the, the final four of state for boys water polo and I'm in, I'm coaching fr- I'm the freshman boys basketball coach at the time and in walks Lou after one of my classes, just all fired up. He's like, I got questions for you. And I'm like, uh, okay. And he's like, starts asking me about offense on the basketball court and some ideas of what we've been doing with our freshmen that he could maybe use with his team. And I'm like, dude, you just finished fourth place in the state of Illinois. I'm the freshman boys basketball coach (laughs) who's been teaching for like four years at the time. Why are you asking me? And uh, so we sat for three straight days. He came in during my off period and we sat in my classroom and drew on the whiteboard the ideas that I had in my head for how I was trying to get things. So like philosophy, concepts, and drills – and he was just like cataloging all this stuff of what he could take back to the pool for his water polo team. And I was just floored by his passion for the sport, his passion for trying to learn and better himself, but also his humility to be able to come and ask a nobody like me for my thoughts. And, you know, so we, you know, we had that bond and we continued to share new ideas over the years. And then as I became the head coach, you know, it was interesting. I'd be sitting at my desk and Lou would walk by during a passing period or something or in the morning maybe when no one else was around. And he'd poke his head in and he'd say, hey, how how'd the game go the other night against, you know, Bolingbrook or Homewood Flossmoor or maybe it was Sandberg or whoever. How'd the game go? He knew who we'd played. And I'd be like, 
oh, man, we, we had a tough loss, man. We, we were right there. We just couldn't get over the hump. Or I'd be ecstatic because it was a huge win. And it, it dawned on me after a while that Lou didn't want to know about the game. He already knew about it. But he was taking just a moment to pop in to support me if we had a tough loss or to celebrate with me if we had a big win. And uh, he just wanted to support his friend. And that, that to me, is my favorite memory of Lou because uh, he didn't never have to do that. He never have to walk by. There was no reason for him to walk by my room. He just came by. He wouldn't tell me that, but he, he, I figured that out after a while. So uh, definitely going to miss him and glad we're going to get a chance, like you said, to just hear a little bit about his impact. Absolutely. So uh, with, without any further ado, let's bring in our first guest, a uh, guy who's coached with Lou uh, side by side for a while. We'll be right back with our first guest to talk more about Coach Lewandowski. So we are joined here this, this time with our uh, first guest today. We got a couple on today to continue to memorialize uh, Lou, Coach Lou. And this is uh, Derek Sanderson. Coach Sanderson is an English teacher at Lockport, and he is now the head girls water polo coach. Uh, he's coached swimming and some water polo alongside Coach Lou for a number of years, so we thought he'd be a great guest to come on and just give us his thoughts and, you know, share some of the positive memories that he has of Lou because since he worked with them on an almost daily basis. So welcome, Coach Sanderson. How are you doing? Doing all right. How about you guys? Oh, not too bad. You're, uh, you forgot two of the most important pieces introducing uh, Mr. Sanderson here. Number one, he's a return guest on the Porter Pride cast. That's a good point. And probably the most important is uh, a fellow Manhattanite. So we, uh, we dear, dear to my heart in the 60442. Um, I don't know if that makes the most important thing, but he is a return guest. He was on episode six, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, we got episode six on the spring sports where he talked about girls' water polo. So it is. Uh, is this our first return guest to care? This is our first return guest. I think that that gets a T-shirt. I don't know when it'll be made, but sometime we'll uh, let you know. Sometime. Like <laughs> uh, but yeah, Coach, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and joining us. Um, why don't you just start off, talk to us a little bit about Coach Lou's bio? Uh, you know, talk about the the water polo program that he started. So kind of just yeah. give us a little insight there. So uh, Coach Lou actually and his dad started the boys and girls water polo team here about 20 years ago. Uh, they started it. He started the boys and his dad started the girls. Uh, it started as a club team and they actually didn't get paid for the first like three or so years at all. Uh, they just did it as volunteers just to get the program started. Um, and then they both offici- officiated for uh, girls and boys swimming and for water polo. So they knew the game a lot and a lot of people from that. Um, and then, you know, as they were able to finally get it to be a team sport, um, then they picked up the coaching jobs there. Uh, and they also, uh, coached and coached, uh, the boys swimming for a number of years as well. Um, so he, you know, did a lot of recruiting from there. Um, and so he had been with Lockport for close to 20 years and every year that he'd been here, he'd been coaching the water polo team, either club or, uh, as a varsity sport. Um, you know, some of the big accomplishments would be in 2012 when they won sectionals and they got fourth place in state. 
Um, you know, and some teams think like, well, we win sectionals all the time, but it depends on where you're at. We're in a very difficult sectional. And also to think that he started the program from nothing and within 12 years was the fourth in state. I mean, you know, it's not just the coaches. As you guys know, being coaches, it's your team, but it's still, you know, to see someone do that with the program, it says a lot. And part of that was, you know, he did, it was called fall ball. So that was like a club team that he ran again for even up until this year, he was doing it and he never made any money off of that. Uh, and that was something that happened through the fall um, that he would do in the mornings and on the weekends uh, with the players. And then, you know, he'd coach swimming in the winter season and then in the spring do water polo. And then that would, you know, kind of carry over and summer was where fall ball and the end of the season kind of mixed. Um, and then he would also coach at, or uh, ran a uh, country club uh, and they had a team and he would help get the guys jobs coaching there. And also um, when they would coach there and like work there for him, they would be able to get the country club scholarships. So there's some athletes who actually he had here, he got them jobs. He helped them get into college. Um, you know, he was someone that helped you, not just like during your season, he helped you your whole life. Um, you know, not to jump around too much, but I've shared with you guys uh, the, how I first met Lou was before I even started working here and it was before I even started playing water polo. Uh, something that I'm not proud to admit as our varsity coach is that I didn't make the team uh, my freshman year at Lincoln Way East for water polo. And my dad worked here with Lou at the time and he told him and, you know, I was devastated uh, that I didn't make the team. And so the following year, Lou had me come here to the central dungeon pool, even though I didn't go here. Uh, and my dad would come and he worked with me uh, a couple nights to help me just to be better so that I made the team when trials came around. And I did. Uh, and, you know, because of that, I went on this path of, you know, coaching a club team to coaching in high school and then coaching with him. And so, you know, I played in a, a club team that's going to be a varsity team in college. Um, and, you know, I, so I owe so much of that back to finally making the team. And that was all because of Lou, um, you know, and that was just the effect that he had on, on so many of people and so many of his athletes that, again, it wasn't just those three months that you were in the season that he helped you. He helped you from the moment he met you in until for, I mean, the end, I mean, that was, that was just how he was. Um, and then I coached with him on the boys swim team uh, for four seasons. And then I coached with him for water polo for five. Um, and then, you know, when I started heading the girls team, he just helped me every step of the way, um, you know, as far as like going from that assistant to the head coaching position. Um, he was definitely someone who always wanted to have fun at practice and in games and knew that that was going to help. You know, he was just a sponge to the game and a constant student of the game. He'd watch film. He'd wake up at 3 a.m. and watch the Hungary versus Serbia national games on ESPN 8. And he, you know, he was like constantly just wanting to talk. And I know uh, Coach Hesbley talked to you before about, you know, comparing basketball offenses. He would do that with soccer and hockey coaches and, you know, anyone that he could talk to just to get a different idea. And he would go to camps that weren't coach camps. They were kid camps. And he would go and he'd watch the way that the coaches that were there doing the camps would run things. And he would talk to them about ideas. And, you know, he just was – he never stopped trying to better himself, better the program, better his athletes – um, and, you know, there was nothing that he didn't do to help his, his kids in the program. Yeah, those are some great, some great stories there, and that totally paints the picture of the Lou I knew. Uh, completely committed, like you said. I mean, first couple of years, didn't even get paid to start the club team at the school. It just doesn't surprise me one bit. 
And you're right, he did. Uh, he did have some conversations with me. Uh, I mentioned that to Decare a little bit earlier on the show, but uh, he did. He, he, we sat in my room and, and we talked about how basketball would fit water polo. And those are some fun memories. Um, can you share for us just a little bit about Lou, the, the, like his personality was so, he was such a strong personality. How did that show, show itself as a coach uh, for the high school kids? Well, you know, do you have any, any tidbits or stories yeah. you can share about so his personality? It's talking with everyone, you know, we've all been reminiscing lately. And, you know, one thing that I, I, I've said is that he, he loves to win. He had this desire to win. He was also the best person to win with, like to celebrate with a win with him, whether it was winning like a goofy class competition or, you know, like a, a, you made a quick bet at what time a meeting was going to start or all the way to like winning a big game. Like when he won and you, he would come up and give you that bear hug and that full body shake and just like it was nothing like it. And, you know, even if he just found out that you had won, like, an award, like, he just – he had that that mentality of that, like, celebration, even if it had nothing to do with sports. But on the pool deck, it, you know, it was definitely like that. And it was whatever the celebration was, whether it was winning, whether it was just someone doing better for themselves, you know, he loved to see the underdog win. We had a year where there was a senior who hadn't really played too much, and, you know, he wasn't necessarily a starter, but it was senior night, and Lou was like, I'm putting him in. You know, he's earned his spot. He gets to go in. And – craziest backhand from midcourt like he he ends up breaking the tie to win the game this you know senior who a lot of people kind of were like shouldn't even be in he ends up winning the game for us and that to Lou he didn't care about the win it was that that kid got to have that senior night memory like that was the win to him um you know I've talked a lot about looking through a lot of the stuff you know our when we win big games we'd sign balls I'm sure other sports do the same thing and, you know, and all those big balls and banners and even the ones in the display case with that fourth place in state, all of that, Lou never signed anything. He, he wanted the win more than anyone, but he didn't want the glory and the fame. He wanted to let everyone else get to have that and to share that with you, but he didn't need to be, he didn't want to be, you know, remembered and have all that. So he just wanted to, to help everybody else. And I think the fact that you, you don't see his name on things like speaks volumes and just like, you know, who he was. Yeah, that's awesome. No. Yeah, so and you, uh, you talked about – what's that? I just uh, – that with players, when they were a minute late, he uh, he would tell them, you know, go home. You didn't want it bad enough. Try again tomorrow. And that's, we, he, said, he wouldn't yell and scream. He wouldn't make you do push-ups. He would just say those those simple words, and everyone knew, like, there was no arguing with it. And I remember when I first started coaching with him, um, I was running late the one morning, and I got there, and a bunch of players said, you didn't want it bad enough, coach. And he kind of just looked at me and shrugged, like – I don't, so I went home. I, I didn't know what else to do. And I wasn't late again. Uh, you know, and it's like funny seeing like a lot of the players and stuff and hearing that like even years later, like that was something that always stuck with them. Like if you want it bad enough, you will be there. You will find a way to, to get there on time, you know? Uh, and that's just a life skill. And that was something he didn't just want to make people better players. He wanted to make them better, better athletes, you know, but better like men, better people, better humans, you know, um, that was like a big focus that he had. Yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of just shared, but, you know, coaching is all about teaching lessons, whether it's to your players, your assistants. You know, I know you, you kind of mentioned Lou and you had a very dynamic relationship, you know, uh, starting off helping you out in high school, becoming colleagues when you, uh, you got a job here, coaching with each other, obviously a, a mentor figure, you know, a personal friend. So 
what would you say, you know, is, is the best lesson Lou, uh, Lou taught you in, in any of those capacities? I think his mantras, his little sayings are just like, there's always lessons attached that always stick with me. Um, you know, something that any coach has seen at, at the beginning or end of a, a practice or a game is everyone kind of sits around their stuff that's got to get done. No one doesn't. And he'd always just say, many hands make light work. And, you know, we all knew like everyone's got to chip in, you know, um, or just as simple as, you know, like, that's what we do. That's just what he would say whenever it was like, oh, thanks for helping me with that. It wasn't like, oh, you owe me or, oh, you know, it was just, that's what we do. And it was just setting that standard of like, that's just how we're going to treat each other. Like you don't owe me or I owe you or a family. Um, you know, he really made the team a family. He made, you know, our maroon and white games uh, are now like an all day event where the families come and it's like a big breakfast potluck for the boys and the girl teams. He really wanted to make that connection between, you know, the both that it was still water polo, it was still Lockport. He loved having the alumni come in for that. Um, the alumni come in and coach that actually. Uh, and like, that's always a big event where there'll be like 20 alumni there. Um, and speaking of that, I, you know, I think it speaks volumes that there was so many people at uh, lose memorial service, but at his actual funeral service, um, there was 60 uh, water polo wow. alumni wow. in attendance, current and past players. Wow. Uh, and that was only because that was all that was allowed. But yeah, we had 60 people who were there aside from families that there were just water polo. Well, Coach Sanderson, uh, I know you got to get over to practice, um, so we don't want to keep it too long. But thank you for taking a few minutes to share some, uh, some of your insight about really your friend. And, uh, you know, we all, we all miss him because we all knew him. DeKaren and I both, you know, we teach over here at Central, so we knew Lou pretty well as well. And it's not easy. So our condolences to you, of course, and to everybody who's, you know, a part of the water polo family at Lockport. And I know that, at, like we just mentioned, that family wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for Joe Lewandowski. So, uh, you know, we we're, we're, we're thinking of you guys and we're just glad that you could take a couple minutes to help, uh, help us share a few thoughts about him. Yeah, it was, it was really a loss, I think, to everyone. And uh, I appreciate getting to, to come on and be a uh, two-time two -time. guest. And uh, thank you guys so much. Yeah, and don't worry. We'll edit out that part you talked about getting cut. You heard it here first. Uh, Derek Sanderson, first freshman, All-State, water polo. <laughs> think of ways. There we go. Boom. <laughs> All right, thank you, Coach yeah, Sanderson. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. All right, so we are back, and we are joined with a, another special Lockport alum. You know, care. we've had some Lockport legends on. I think this one counts, too. In our, in our, I, I don't know how long you have to be gone from Lockport to be considered legendary. Jake hasn't been gone that long <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, but we're going to consider him a Lockport legend. So we got another one here. Jake Swice is with us. Uh, Jake is a relatively recent graduate of Lockport. Um, and he can tell us just to uh, introduce himself just a, a moment here. And then we're going to talk to him about Coach Lou a little bit because Jake was able to play for Lou for several years uh, playing water polo. And so you got to know him well. So it'll be good to, good to talk to Jake. So, Jake, welcome. How you doing? I'm good, Coach Espel. How are you doing? Not too bad. It's good to see you. Uh, you know, a, a little throwback. I mean, Jake was a, a, a long time ago basketball star. And oh, yeah, freshman and a, year. <laughs> a speed camp, a speed camp attendee with me and Decare back in the summer one summer. So. Oh yes, yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> well, how could you forget such oh, memorable? Of course, yeah. uh, 
um, so give me off dry land and give me in a pool. Give me away from these guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, so good to see you, Jake. Uh, just real quick, just introduce yourself. Let us know. Let all the listeners know, uh, like when you graduated, what you were involved in, what you're doing now. Um, just a real brief bio here, and then we'll talk about Lou a little bit. Sure. So uh, I graduated from Lockport in uh, 2018. Uh, started my freshman year playing basketball. Realized that I wasn't that. Uh, realized that I wasn't that good at it. Uh, sophomore year started swimming, but uh, freshman year through senior year, I played water polo with Lou. Um, yeah, kind of just uh, he kind of just picked me out of the blue. He's like, he was like, he knew I could swim well and everything, so he thought it'd be a good idea if I tried out water polo, and that's kind of how I got into that. But and what, are you, uh, what are you doing now? Uh, so I'm uh, I'm going to the University of Wisconsin Madison. I'm studying computer science, and it's my junior year now, so Crazy. time is flying by. <laughs> Crazy, go Badgers! Yeah, well, yeah you know Badgers. what? I need to I need to contact Orlando Tucker and say, hey, you gotta look out for my guy Jake Swice up there. Oh yeah, he's up there coaching. <laughs> so. I've uh, yeah. I've seen him on the field a couple times. He's uh he's come out to uh just like. Re- or, not uh but he's been like recognized on like the fields for some game days so i've seen him there he's he's a i think i've met him once he's a cool dude yeah he's a good guy yeah. uh anyway so we you know jake is here because he's he got to know lou and uh got to play for him so as a, a, a unique perspective so uh that's what we want to talk about so decara i'll let you uh take it away here just get us started yeah so jake you know obviously uh you know again welcome welcome on glad you're able to join us uh, you know, you mentioned you got to play for Lou, you know, water polo for four years. So I, I imagine you guys got pretty close. Why don't you talk to us just a little yeah. bit about uh, what Coach Lou was like uh, and kind of your experience there with water polo? Yeah, so uh, Lou is kind of like uh, – he's one of the most, like, kind-spirited people I've ever met. He's He just always seemed to – let me let me rephrase. He didn't always seem to like be happy, but he was always generally happy. Sometimes in practice, if something would uh, go wrong, he would like yell a little bit as any coach would. But uh, overall, he was probably one of the toughest coaches I've had just because of like the sheer amount of like practice we would do whether it was like getting in the water at 5 30 if you were any later he locked the doors on you <laughs> like weren't able to come in and then he would like sit you the next game too so you wanted to make sure that you were able to be accountable for yourself and just show up to practice put in the work and that make sure that all that hard work paid off um like i said i kind of started playing water polo just because Lou saw something in me that I didn't really see in myself. I was, uh, I was like, I don't really know anything about water polo. I didn't think I'd be that good at it. And um, I just remember he came up to me one day in gym class and he was like, why don't you try for water polo? And I was like, you know what? Like, fine, I will. And I ended up sticking with it for the four years just because I love the sport so much. He had like a knack just seeing talent in people that they didn't see in themselves and I I saw that throughout the four years he created like the players that ended up being like my senior year like class and it was just it was something awesome to see like him create such a team like that just from the ground up yeah you know we've talked to a couple people 
And I ha- actually had an experience with Lou myself. Like he came, yeah. Yeah, I mentioned this earlier in the show, he came uh, into my classroom to talk to me about basketball offense. And when I was a freshman basketball coach and he was, he had just come off a, a state trophy. And I, and I was like, this guy, what's he talking to me for? But, <laughs> but we've also heard from some other people about Lou, like he was just so passionate about water polo and so such a hard worker. Like he was not going to leave any advantage he could find unturned. Is that something that came across to you guys as players? Yeah, he was definitely just the most, passionate coach I have seen like for the sport of water polo no one cared about water polo more than Lou did trust me on that but um Lou is definitely one of the hardest workers I've ever seen he tried to portray that onto us a lot of the time when whenever like one of us wasn't trying enough he would always try to like push us to be better or just to work harder because that's how you win games is just by working hard. Talent can only get you so far where he knew that hard work was really what paid off in the end. Um, One of the things that Lou always did is I, he never really talked about it, but I know that Lou would get up at four o'clock in the morning, every morning drive all the way from like, uh, where his Chicago, like kind of where he lived. And then all the way to the high school every morning, 5.30, be there before everyone else, make sure everything was set up for us and then go throughout his whole day. And then he, I think he said he would finish his days around like, I don't know, 9, 9.30 PM and just repeat the cycle over and over again, just to make sure like his players were happy and that we were able to, succeed at at least in a practice every day so yeah um he was definitely just one of the most passionate hardworking people I've I've come across at least yeah so you're uh actually your senior year I I started working a couple uh they had me work a couple water polo matches and I had never watched it before I mean I remember playing it in uh in PE sophomore year you know during during the swimming unit but I didn't really know much at all. And everyone's like, Oh, it is, it's intense. Like just wait. And I just remember like, wow, this is, this is really exciting. You guys had a good team. You had a lot of, a uh, lot of energy. Um, and, you know, watching coach Lou, you know, on the, uh, you know, not on the, on the, I, not on the sideline, but you know, outside the pool, uh, very animated as uh, I'm sure yeah. you've got plenty of stories. Is there like a, a favorite memory that sticks out? from uh from coach either from a game a, a practice or or something that you'll you'll never forget yeah I remember uh it was uh my senior year sectional uh semifinals we were down I think three or four goals in the fourth quarter and we ended up getting it down to just one goal and I remember that I was given the ball and I was kind of like I was like expected to make this shot. Otherwise we would have like lost the sectional semifinals. And um, I didn't really know what to do. And Lou always hated this one type of shot. It's a lob shot where you lob the ball over the goalie's head. And so it kind of just like sinks into the goal rather than like a hard shot. And he always hated them because they would never like work. He would like in his mind, they would never work. And 
that was my only option. <laughs> and so I lobbed the ball into the goal. It was almost like slow motion. I can remember like watching the ball go in and it went in. And all I remember is just looking at Lou going nuts on like the bench, just freaking out. Just like, I, I've never seen someone so happy just to like move on to like the sectional finals, but it was it was something surreal just to like see him like that and see like all of my hard work pay off, but see him be happy that one of his player like just like all of our like all of us as a team we were able to succeed in yeah. something like that. And yeah, that was that's probably one of my favorite memories of Lou, <laughs> other than the shipping up to Boston at 5.30 a.m. or uh, like, or He's a Pirate. or Those were his two theme songs. <laughs> oh, man. Lou had some great music. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so have you, uh, have you kept in touch with some of those teammates? And, and if you have, did you – like what was kind of the response from the other guys when you heard the news? Like, you know, it, you don't have to mention anybody by name, but just in general, like, you know, what was the kind of the – obviously sad, but what was the mood and what were the sh some of the, maybe some of the sh thoughts you share with each other when you heard the news about Lou? Yeah. Uh, I got the text from my mom. I remember, uh, and all like, I, I didn't really, it, it was like it, it, the words didn't really like register in my head. And then um, I started talking to some of the other guys about it. They had found out about it too from whatever. And it all just seemed so surreal that like, one of like someone so young and like so close to all of us just suddenly is gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty tough initially. Uh, I, we all kind of um, confided in each other and it was just weird to be seeing each other again for that reason. Cause yeah. we all actually like, met up at home to go to uh his wake and his service and everything and it was that's that's not why i wanted to see those guys but no, that's no. that's what has like that's what has to be done um but yeah it was uh all the guys seemed to take it very differently obviously but um it was it was a tough one for all of us it was it was a really tough one yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah, so you kind of you kind of already alluded to some of this here. You know, you mentioned work ethic and and um, hard work and all that. Uh, you know, is there a is there a, a lesson that you learned from coach that that'll always stick with you? Uh, yeah the the main thing I think that Lewis taught me is you can never settle. You can never you can always work harder and once you settle, that's when you stop progressing. You always need to like, just keep working as hard as you possibly can, just so that you can get better. And then you can be satisfied with yourself. That's where like true, like happiness comes in. And that would always just go back to like those games that the tough games, like the tough tournaments, whenever we were, it was always like a close game. It ended up just being, like the work ethic that paid off in the end that uh, I think our senior year, we ended up having one of the best records in Lockport history for water polo. And it was just the fact that we all wanted to win. We all wanted to work hard. 
And that was just because of Lou. Honestly, Lou just had the energy about him that he wanted all of us to succeed. And he knew it wasn't about winning, but um, winning was always fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, like, I, like I always tell people, you know, leadership is about making other people around you better. And, and what, a great, what a great little tidbit there. You know, I, I can see it. You know, never settle is yeah. exactly what I would associate with Joe Lewandowski. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, Jake, listen, um, we don't want to keep you too long. We just wanted to get some thoughts on, uh, you know, from your perspective, a player's perspective um, on a a really tough moment, but more importantly to celebrate uh, a guy that we all loved and that reached and touched so many people. So thank you for dropping in and uh, taking a few minutes to talk. I know that uh, on behalf of all of us at Lockport, it means a lot. And, uh, you know, our thoughts are with all you guys who knew Lou the best and who really, really got to experience him as a coach. Um, so our thoughts are with you and all of your other teammates. Um, so thanks again for just, just dropping on. It's been, it's been good to catch up with you a little bit, but uh, even more importantly to, to, to share about Coach Lewandowski. Yeah, well, thank you for so much for having me on. I'm, I'm glad I got to – share some of my experience and uh yeah no it was really nice catching up with you guys too yeah it's been a while. Best, of <laughs> best of luck and i'm i'm sorry that uh coach Huspel ruined your basketball career at a, at a young age <laughs> i'm glad uh glad coach lou was able to scoop you up absolutely, yeah. absolutely. it's all right the basketball career wasn't that wasn't going to go that far anyway <laughs> uh jake thanks again man it's good to talk to you and uh best of luck with everything go badgers okay Yeah, thank you guys. You guys have a good night. Good luck. Well, it's great to hear from Jake Swice. We got to know him a little bit. He did play basketball for a year, and then we got to know him at at speed camp one summer. Good kid. Great to see him doing well. Um, Also great to hear a a player's perspective of what it was like to be influenced by by Lewandowski. Yeah, no, it was – it was a great tribute about, you know, obviously a, a great man that, that touched so many different people's lives. So it was, it was really nice to hear the perspective from, you know, from Coach Sanderson, you know, the, the mentor, the friend, the, you know, the, that, that coaching relationship. And then obviously the, uh, you know, the, the player coach uh, and then hearing Jake talk about all the guys in the team. And, you know, obviously it's not a way you want to come together, but I'm sure they shared a lot of uh, good memories, probably a lot of laughs. I don't know about uh, some of those memories, but what an awesome story, you know, Jake talking about Lou seeing something in him and, and, you know, pulling that out of him, something that he never had, you know, as, as a coach, that's, if we can make that impact, that's what it's all about. Like, yeah, the wins are great, but, you know, hearing stories like that, just, just are a testament to how special, how special Lou was to, to everyone here that knew him. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and it's great to hear from Sanderson's perspective because he, he got to know him a lot over the years and work with them. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Jake's story about never settle. Like if there's anything to me that personifies the Joe Lewandowski I knew, it was we are not going to ever quit trying to get better. Like we are just I'm, – I'm committed. He started the program for crying mm-hmm. out loud. Sanderson said – I mean, he, he volunteered basically for a couple years. Like that is commitment and that is dedication – and just not leaving any stone unturned to try and help those kids become better and just, 
just to be your best all the time. There's always something more you can give. That is absolutely what I, I would take away from Joe Lewandowski. So you're right. It was great to hear those two, those two guys talk. Well, we, uh, you know, episode 13 here, we wanted it to be focused on, on Lockport water polo, the program that was started by Joe Lewandowski, his pride and joy, his lasting legacy at Lockport. Um, I mean, it's the Porter pride cast because we try to highlight all those parts of LTHS that really make us proud. And I mean, from the bottom of my heart, you know, there's nobody that I, I would say I was more proud of at Lockport than Joe Lewandowski for the things he achieved. So we just wanted to make this episode a little bit about him and share, give a couple people a chance to share about him because we are going to miss him at Lockport. That's right. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep living the dream for you, Lou. Just like the, the back of your T-shirt. We will get back on track with our regular programming uh, next week. But uh, that's what Lou would want us to do. You know, he would want everybody to just keep doing their thing because that's what, that's what he, he would preach. But Lou, from, uh, from two guys that, that work with you at Central, we're going to miss you, our friend. And uh, you rest easy up there, brother. Lou, 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 you, you, you.